Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. As you can tell from your podcast feed, it is college tennis time here at Cracked Rackets. The NCAA round of 16 is this weekend. Eight men's matches, eight women's matches, phenomenal tennis all weekend long. If you want a preview of the action, you've missed anything in the buildup, check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. Check out our Great Shot podcast where Chris Hallier, Oris, and I just released a preview of this weekend's action. Uh, it's going to be a ton of great tennis, and that is why we are so happy to bring with you today on the Cracked Interviews podcast. Podcast. He is a USC All-American, the winner of the 2017 Oracle ITA Masters, and a junior at USC. Brandon Holt, welcome to the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. It's always a pleasure. You know, the guy I do the Great Shot Podcast, usually Max Rothman, is an L.A. kid, and so he's all about, you know, the Trojans, the Bruins, so I, <laughs> I, I, I get to hear a lot, and he'll be jealous that I stole this interview from him. Love it. Some factual spirit. Yeah, of course. Well, I want to start with this upcoming weekend. You know, in the first two rounds, you guys take care of business. Uh, You get a 4-0 win over Northern Arizona, and in that that match, you get a singles win. And then in the next round, 4-0 over San Diego, you get a doubles win there. Uh, Just in general, how are you and the team feeling going into this round of 16? I think pretty good. I mean, this is, uh, I'm sure as many people know, this is the first time that they're changing up where the round of 16 is played at like the highest scene where before it was played at the actual uh, site of the uh, NCAA finals so like when we played UNC last year for example which is who we play uh, again in the round of 16 this Saturday we played them uh, we played them away like at the at the uh, NCAA site and then this year since we're the higher seed we get to play them at home which is pretty nice I mean um, yeah I mean it's a huge match it's definitely the biggest match that we played at home since it's obviously around a 16 match so i mean the fans should be um should be pretty rowdy and happy to see uh you know what's going to go on at uh mark tennis stadium so i'm pretty happy um with how the team's been playing so far um yeah i mean two two solid wins um san diego team you know they're 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 a good team and uh we saw that i mean we played some uh matches against them for um all my years here at usc pretty much and uh i don't know all those san diego schools and the the socal uh, schools all um, seem to do a great job and get pretty fired up when they play against us as they uh, rightfully should. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the, I, I love college tennis. I've I've loved this year. I mean, it's gone it's gone too fast, but uh, yeah, I mean, NCAA's is always the the best part of the year. It's you know what we work hard for, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with uh, the way our team's been been playing. So. You brought up the new format, so we can get this out of the way quickly. It works out well for you guys because you get to host a match, but you know, just in general, on this new format, them delaying the turn a little bit, pushing it back, making this round of sixteen its own round. Uh, what do what do you think about the new format, and did that play a role in your guys' season? You know, were you constantly trying to secure yourself that top eight seed? Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't like follow the rules of all you know the transition <laughs> tour and all the rules of this stuff I kind of just go out and play that's kind of what I love to do and uh the rest kind of falls in place but I mean mostly because of graduation so like the seniors have graduation tomorrow we've got five seniors um on our team Jake Devine Jackie and uh um Lawrence Rebova and Tanner Smith and Logan Smith so all of them are graduating and I mean that that was kind of the biggest push everyone was like oh geez like we really dropped in the middle of the season we had a few close losses and then uh we like brought it back and I think we're exactly number eight so we like barely snuck into that uh that uh that hosting spot there um 
but yeah, I mean, overall, I think that it's just di- different, I guess, is what I would say. I think it's one one positive that I thought about is how that you know on the at the site you're only playing three matches uh, in a row as opposed to you know to that fourth match is pretty tough, and then to go straight into individuals where some of us are playing you know doubles and singles, like that's a lot of tennis. So to have that like little break after that, I think is is pretty huge, and I think it also rewards you know the teams that did well throughout the uh, throughout the season. So I mean, yeah, I think if if we were on the uh, the losing end of it, I think I might be a little bit more uh, like, hey, why why is there not a team played away? But uh, but I guess uh, I don't know. That's the way the system would crumble, and I, I think everyone would be kind of fine with it. Uh, the rule is the rule. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be very cool for the teams hosting, as you mentioned, to get another home match in front of your fans. That's obviously awesome. Uh, you, you mentioned a lot of things, and I do want to talk about your match with the UNC, but you talked about that rough stretch you guys had. If I'm being blunt, it was just a really shitty February, right? It was just kind of like Stanford, the Cal match, Ohio State, the indoors. And you mentioned having a bunch of seniors. I think uh, one thing we've seen with your team is there's been a ton of lineup changes. You guys have a ton of guys who are all talented, all can play. Uh, but Coach Smith has tinkered with the lineup throughout the year. Uh, what's it been like going through that sort of experience, and how has it felt for your team now that it's clear you guys are peaking right at the right moment? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a far different team than I've had. I mean, in the fall, it was like going into uh, the season, I think we had like four or five ranked guys. Like uh, Daniel was ranked, I think, in the top 10. We had people like two in the top 30 Lawrence I think was 18 someone was 40 and someone was like 40 something so it was like it was like pretty crazy to see how deep we were um, and yeah I mean that's kind of like always something that it's like and I'm in the back of your head is like you know when you're looking around like you know that the guys are looking saying like oh shit, am I gonna be playing or is this guy gonna be playing and that's always like that's always I think a tough dynamic and it's at the end of the day it's gonna be tough to um uh, to really decide over like one guy versus another because I mean at the end of the day everyone's so close I mean like in practice it's like a ton of fun I mean everyone's just out here playing the sport they love and just like ripping balls around but I mean it's really tough to differentiate in my opinion I mean props to the coaches I mean I, I do think <laughs> that they're at the end of the day putting the best six guys out there like in, in their mind but I mean that like we all know like tennis is a day-by-day thing and on any given day anyone can beat anyone so um yeah I mean I mean props to them on that but yeah we had a uh, uh, you said it was February. I'm not sure exactly the timeline, but whatever, whenever it was, it was like we had, we were up three one against Cal and three one against Stanford. And I forget which one we played first, and then we ended up losing four three. Um, I mean, both of those teams, you know, um, I mean, it was we had awesome matches with both of those both teams. Both round of sixteen teams. Yeah, yeah, both great teams, and we were playing. You know, um, we we did really well against them. I think someone might have been hurt in one of those, but uh, nevertheless, I mean, they battled back I mean it was like it was like that's what college tennis is all about you know standing on the sideline coming down to that 4-3 match and honestly like the, you got the whole season and I think that those are those are times like as a junior now it's like you realize that like you just like really want that like match to come down to you just for experience just for you know just to get used to that moment because especially for these freshmen like I know Jake Sands and a few of those and more has more bullets has had you know some of those three all matches come down to them and I feel like to have that under your belt is just, like, an absolutely, like, huge asset to carry with you. Um, yeah, and so, you know, Stanford came out with and played played great, kind of took it from us, same with Cal. You know, two teams with great energy. And then, uh, yeah, also in there, we played at indoors. You know, indoors wasn't fantastic for us. Um, 
uh, yeah, we, we lost some tough matches. And then uh, from there, I think we have only lost maybe two or three matches since in, indoors. I don't know, something like that. We, we've been playing pretty well. You know, we got um, a win over Texas there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so just some really great wins. So I'm really happy with how the team's been playing. We haven't really had any, like, you know, oh, crap moments where it's like, what is going on? So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm extremely happy with how the team's going. I mean, this, the season's the season, but, I mean, you know, win-loss, like, it's thin, thin margins, and that's what we all know. And even even at the NCAA tournament, it's going to be won and lost by a very, very thin margin, and that's just, I mean, that's just sports. That's going to be, I mean, that's what makes it so so fascinating, so much fun to, to watch and especially to play. And you you mentioned it. You guys have lost uh, twice since the indoors to Baylor, and then that four three to UCLA. But you guys have certainly had your fair share of great wins this year. Uh, you know, at that indoors four three over Florida, top three. I think they're the number three seed at this tournament. Uh, you clinched uh-huh. that four three in in the end over Crawford. Obviously, you guys yeah. win the Pac twelve tournament over Stanford four two, then over Cal four zero. Uh, just uh-huh. a, as you mentioned, having those experience of both winning the four three matches and losing the four three matches this year how beneficial is it for this team uh, especially though given you guys are an older team i feel like you've been through the ringer now a bunch of times yeah definitely um yeah i mean fantastic experiences i mean i think that i mean even the ones that you lose four three it's kind of like it's like sure like maybe some opportunities were missed but it's like you know like when it comes down to four three you know like guys on the sideline are like it's just a dog fight. So it's really tough to really be mad at something like that when, uh, when you lose, it's more just like a, a big bummer, but I mean, it's always props to the other team when they, when they pull that out. Cause you know that that's a, that's a memory that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. Like whoever um, was clinching that match. So, I mean, I, I think I, and I think it's like important. I think our team like is starting to realize that it's really an opportunity more than anything when you're playing those matches. I mean, cause I mean, you're going to lose them. And if you lose them, then your teammates are like, man like you gave it your best but when you win them those are really what um what honestly is going to be some of the high points of your entire life like people most people don't even get to experience you know sensations like that or feelings like that um in their whole life so it's really i I feel lucky and i think a lot of people in college tennis should feel lucky to you know go through this uh just to have like competitive spirit like that and I think that's one of the things we enjoy most about college tennis at Crack Rackets is that team camaraderie, the atmosphere. It's so rare to find, you know, Laver Cup, Davis Cup, Fed Cup, but that's really it for the team matches. And yet that's all the college tennis dual match season is. And I do want to circle back to your match this weekend against number nine, UNC. Uh, for you guys, you get a rematch of last year's round of 16, a match you guys, I believe, won 4-2. Is there any sort of, you know, extra buzz heading into this as it's a rematch? And just in general, what are you thinking headed into it? Um, I don't think anything extra, really. I mean, <laughs> they're a great team. You know, they're, they're you know, coached well, you know. Um, and we had, I feel like they're, like, a similar team to us. You know, they have a, they have a lot of upside, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, good doubles teams. And, uh, I mean, our match with them was close last year. We played them indoors, so... Um, this is going to be a little different in that it's outdoors and home, but um, I don't know. I mean, UNC is an unreal team, and uh, you know all these teams that you're going to play in the round of 16 is uh, going to be pretty good. So just that it's at home is, I guess, the only 
different buzz that would be around this match versus any other. And with it being at home, with the margins between your two rosters being so thin, how important will that doubles point be? And you've kind of referred to it already, but how happy are you to get to play that sort of doubles point at home? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, in in any of these college matches, the doubles point is huge. It's it's very tough to win when you're uh, when you're down. Not only because you're you have to win four of the six singles, but also because the momentum really swings based on that. You'll see, you know, momentum just straight carried through the match just from doubles. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I think just as important as any, it's going to be this is going to be impo- uh, a huge doubles point. But um, I, I 100% think that even the team that loses the doubles point can have a good shot of winning because every single one of these matches, I think, is going to be you know down to the wire. It's it's going to be a you know any given day. You know who wants it more? You know, one one point versus a, another point. Whoever gets you know a deuce point here and there, that's really what's going to set the difference in this match. So, I mean, that's what's fun about it. You know, who can t- who can take these opportunities and uh, and do better with them? And for you, you've won your last ten completed matches. I know you were in a third last weekend, but just uh, you get a rematch with Will, obviously another top player in the country. He got you in last year's round of sixteen. Again, any little extra sort of buzz that uh, you get another shot at him? That's got to be nice. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, not not any extra buzz. I mean, Will's a great guy. <laughs> I've known him for a long time. I think that our game styles are are uh, are pretty similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just happy to to be back playing against him. Uh, uh, it should be a good match, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's going to be one of my favorite matches to stream this weekend, and I say that in the least creepy way possible. As a fan, I will be watching that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's going to be a ton of fun. But All right, I, I want to freestyle around a little bit, talk about you, your history with the game. Uh, is that all right? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Let, let's start. You mentioned that doubles. I want to talk about your uh, doubles partnership with Riley Smith. Now, the guy I do the Great Shot podcast with, Max Rothman, uh, he and I played doubles together for three years, and I always we always joke around, you know, playing doubles with someone for that long, it's a relationship. You you know everything about them, their ups, their downs, what's going to make them mad, you know, what you should, shouldn't do. Uh, do you feel like at this point that's how it is with you and Riley? You guys know exactly what you want to do on the court, off the court, all of these things? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I know him better than obviously anyone else uh, that I played with because I played with him for so long. You know, I played with him at Kalamazoo. I played with him at the Junior U.S. Open. I played with him, uh, you know, for a really long time. And more than that, I've known uh, Coach Smith since I was really, really young. So, um, and Tanner, Coulter, you know, the whole family. So, my older brother and, uh, you know, my younger brother also know the family. So, we're, we're pretty close family friends. And so, I think that is also something that, you know, makes that relationship pretty strong. Um, but, yeah, as far as, uh, I guess, just a, a good a good team camaraderie that we got going is based off of, I think, how long we've been playing together, how many matches, we you know, we've won and lost together. And I guess probably just being, you know, close teammates and on a team that I think USC, one of the reasons why I came here is because, you know, the team is really feels like a family. Well, I, I do want to elaborate on that, but last thing, I, Max, much like Riley, big guy, big serve. They think, oh, I'm hitting bombs, I'm doing the heavy lifting, but you and I both know it's the poacher who does the real work in the serving game, right? <laughs> who knows? It could be the returner. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, right? Well, I'm sure when Will's firing forehands, you'll say, yeah, it's the returner. 
<laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> no that that's a good answer i like it well then uh you know talking about you going to usc you mentioned you were close with coach smith but you were obviously an incredibly successful junior on your own i believe you won the pan american itf that's always a cool title to have and you know you played a junior slam got up to number 47 in the itf rankings um, I, you're a California kid. Was it you always wanted to stay in state? Was it Coach Smith? What about the whole process brought you to USC? Yeah, not really. I mean, that's a question that I get asked a lot, especially because you know, there's so many people that are going through the college recruiting process, probably even people that are, are listening to your uh, uh, podcast. But, oh, I mean, thank you. I mean, yeah, uh, I did not necessarily want to stay in California, like, for sure. I was very open to going to a lot of different schools and, you know, visiting some and whatnot. And uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I really just narrowed it down to Stanford, UCLA, and USC. So, I mean, I, I visited all three of those. I didn't really visit any other schools, um, like necessarily with the coaches, or I forget what that's called, unofficial or official or whatever it's called. I don't know. I visited the campus, like just like kind of like saw other schools, but I took uh, like the legitimate uh, visits. Um, I forget what they're called anyways. But uh, the Stanford, UCLA, and USC – and, um, yeah, I really liked all three of the schools. I kind of uh, um, liked Stanford and USC a little bit more than UCLA. Um, just because, I don't know, I, I feel like they were, like, uh, private schools felt a little, like, more, like, up-cap, nicer, and uh, and all that. Um, and, yeah, that was, a, that was a tough decision between the two, honestly. But, um, I mean, USC, being that it's, like, like, right next to home, I mean, it's – 20 i mean obviously based on la traffic but it's a, like 25 <laughs> minutes with no traffic um and my older brother was at usc as well and so i mean that's kind of a big reason why i chose to go to usc as well was because my older brother was there um other than that i mean it was a, it was a tough decision i mean both coaches i liked paul's great um peter you know i love peter um but i mean the the team at usc was kind of like growing up going to these U, usc matches ucla matches it's like the USC team like seems like a family. It's like, um, I don't know. It's 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 something about it where it's just like this this camaraderie that's extremely close um, that I really recognize and I I really wanted to be a part of that. Um, also, I feel like USC has a great alumni. So like, I feel like everywhere you go, like when I was younger, I was like, oh, like screw USC people. Like they all have freaking like bumper stickers and like <laughs> license plates like USC this, USC that. I was like kind of tired of it. But like now that I'm in it, it's like. I don't know. The Trojan family is like a legitimate thing. Like you can be anywhere in the world and I'll see someone with the USC, anything on, you can say, you know, fight onto them. And their smile comes to their face. Cause I mean, that's something that really brings us together where I feel like you don't really have that at a lot of different other schools. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty of other reasons that, you know, like would have pushed one school above or below another, but I think those are the main reasons why I chose USC. Um, also because the facilities at USC are second to none, really. No, that was an excellent plug for the school. Coach Smith, you found your recruiter. Um, but just, <laughs> you know, uh, looking on that process in general, because you were uh, an incredibly successful junior. I, do, I don't know, but I imagine given the success you've also had when you've dabbled on the pro tour, you may have pro tennis aspirations. Uh, is is yeah. is it still you know having played three years now almost of college tennis, uh, played a little bit of futures, played a, you know the, your seasons as well? Would you recommend for people making that decision pursue college tennis? You know, go to college, develop for a little, and then try your luck on the pros. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, you know the college path is something that I think is open to a lot of people, but I think it really depends on um, 
each person's aspirations individually, if that makes sense. I think that, uh, I mean, for me, I think that going to college was like a huge, huge thing for me because especially development wise, I didn't feel like my body was fully developed um, at that age and I didn't really feel even close to ready to play on the pro tour level. Um, but yeah, furthermore, I think that you know, a lot of parents like uh, push their their kids to really just play tennis, tennis, tennis over and over. And um, yeah, my parents really didn't really kind of did the opposite. They taught me not to put all my eggs in one basket. Um, my brothers and I all played a lot of different sports growing up, and then we kind of chose whatever we wanted to do and went our separate ways. Um, so yeah, I mean, college was kind of always going to be something that I was going to do. I didn't really think about turning pro beforehand, but I think that, I don't know, that, that's a very tough uh, tough decision, but I think that development-wise, it's uh, you know second to really none because you can you know have a strict... Uh, regimen to go and you know work out get stronger and not to you know go tournament to tournament trying to make a living which is obviously not easy you know there's so many people that are trying to make a living out of tennis so i mean yeah going to college i think was for me was kind of a no-brainer but i could see why people would want to go pro if they uh really don't feel like uh college is a place for them or they feel like they're ready or i don't know there could be a million reasons why but i think that um Going to college was fantastic for me. You know, just the development and everything. Uh, you know, great coaches, and I feel like I've really, really improved in these uh, last three years. Well, I tried to hold off on this question as long as possible, but it feels like now is the place to mention it. You talk about preparing yourself for development. Obviously, you have the added benefit of an incredible mother in Tracy Austin, you know, former world number one, two-time U.S. Open champion, uh, helping you know guide you along the way. And that's not to take any way th- anything away from your dad either, but obviously that is a unique sort of person in your corner. Uh, how helpful has she been just throughout the process, and just w- how often do you, I suppose, lean on her for advice when considering, you know, your tennis development? Yeah, I think I think pretty often. I mean, um, I think for my brothers and I, like it's asked a lot, but I don't think we um, really like like see that necessarily. Um, we obviously just see her as mom. So for us, I mean, that, that's kind of how it was. But you know, I definitely realize how how much of a asset that is to have and i i mean my aunts and uncles all play tennis as well i um so i mean talking to them also was was huge for huge for me and they all actually most of them went to ucla actually none of them went to usc so (laughs) it's kind of the funny part my uncle won i think the um doubles at ncaa's at ucla and and he won wimbledon with my mom and mixed doubles but yeah i think that um you know it's a question that's asked a lot and that's kind of like what makes me think about it more than more than anything, because if no one asked me about it, I mean, she's just mom to me, but, you know, it's asked a lot. So I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, both, you know, my mom, my dad, they didn't really push us to play tennis that hard. I mean, we played it. It was something that, we, you know, we went to the U.S. Open when we were young. You know, growing up, we would go to these tournaments because my mom was in uh, broadcasting. So I mean, being around tennis was fantastic for my younger brother and my older brother, um, just development-wise. Um, but, but, yeah, I think that, you know, having someone that knows that much about the game um, is, you know, something that I definitely don't take for granted. I mean, I think when I was younger, I definitely did. And it was kind of like, mom, like, stop, like, stop, like, pushing me to do this. Like, stop trying to coach me because it's not easy to get um, coached by your mom, I guess. For me, it's not. Maybe for you, it is. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that was always tough, like, for my brothers and I. Um, but I think that it's probably even tougher for her, like, in, in hindsight because it's like she really knows that you're doing something wrong like if I'm like 
10 years old hitting like a top spin volley and she's saying to hit like an underspin volley, I'm going to try and hit like the most top spin volley of all time, like on the next one, which is obviously not what I should be doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that like once, once I grew up, once I got more mature, I definitely, you know, uh, use that tool. Well, I, I'm going to try and take another spin then on the family angle. I have two brothers who also played tennis. My older brother and I are close in age. My younger is like six years, so we always dominated him. But now things are getting a little bit closer. Uh, a couple fun ones for you. We'll start with the brothers. Who would you say right now is the best Holt at tennis, and do you remember beating your older brother for the first time? Uh, No. I do not remember <laughs> beating my older brother for the first time because – I don't think we ever played each other. Just to make sure that <laughs> things at home, we all we kept our heads on our on our shoulders. Um, but I think that I would take the cake for the best hole. I don't know. My dad has a pretty good uh, bump lob. That's that, that that might take the cake for the best single shot in the whole family. But uh, other than that, I think I, I think I got it. Do you remember? And I, it could be for both parents. First time beating them because obviously you have tennis playing parents. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But what I love more is. Uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I would play my mom, but we never really played sets, but I mean, she was so good. It was like, there was no chance that I could beat her until I got too strong. Like she still doesn't miss a ball. <laughs> uh, but my dad, my dad, he was like, he was a fun one because he was like, like my younger brother just like got better than him. And before <laughs> that, it was like, we would just like milk it. We'd be like, when he was a little bit worse than my dad, we'd tell my dad like, oh, there's no chance you could beat Sean. Like Sean's my younger brother. And he'd be like, screw you guys. Like, what are you talking about? Like he, he'd get like. All, all amped up, and then everyone in the family just kind of like turn it into a like a huge deal, like a like Gregor Mayweather <laughs> boxing match, and then it would just be you know so much fun. There's like a lot more riding on it, but yeah, I don't actually remember like the actual time that I would beat them. It's like with my dad, I'd play him in baseline games, and then I think I remember when it got to the point where it was like you know just too easy, and it, and he was like, oh, like he realized he was like oh, screw this, like let's just hit up the middle. Um, but yeah, I mean. Like that, I think that was so much fun. Like right, right in that time where you're like right at that level, where it's like actually really close. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like that's something that you don't obviously have for very long. But I mean, that's so cool to have. Would you say? And because I say this to my older brother, that's why I bring this up. I'm the middle child as well. That your uh -huh. older brother is now the worst of the family. They lose the it quickest. Worst. I mean, he's been working at a desk job. And yeah, exactly. He's definitely not been. He's definitely not been practicing. He said. Uh, <laughs> His uh, his famous quote is that um, I blazed, said, start, I left the trail. <laughs> you know, he said when I when, when I get a job I'll start working out, and then he got a job and he said when I retire I'll start working out. <laughs> so he's, he's he's definitely not. I think I'd, I'd move him side to side and he might gas out, but um, he he says that he has the mental edge over me. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's always fun. I mean, I love both my brothers so much, and you know, growing up, you know, we lived with a lot of. Uh, uh, like kids our age and we would just like basically every single day we would do something you know play hockey or soccer or, you know something that was competitive so growing up I mean both my brothers have like an incredible competitive spirit and when I go home even on the weekends like I'm for sure playing ping pong with both of them like we're having we're grinding some ping pong games and I'm playing you know basketball or something with my younger brother and you know getting physical and and you know I, I miss that more than anything because yeah. I mean I just want to be that kid again that you know with my all my friends you know uh, just like, you know, really just like tearing it up. No, for sure. That's part of the enjoyment of college tennis is you really just get to ball with your friends for that, you know, every day at practice. It's so cool. 
last yeah. family-centric question, I promise. But, my, again, Max Rothman, he went to Harvard-Westlake. So he, he says his team beat your high school in CIF semis today. Um, and he uh, wanted me to bring up California tennis. His exact question, isn't SoCal the best tennis in all of the country? Um, and it, and I believe your brother just won a CIF title, correct? Yeah, he did. He won uh, in Ojai. That was the coolest thing ever. So we won the Time 12 championship, like literally right on those courts. And then he got called to go on the same court. And then, you know, our team started driving home and I was like, no, screw that. I'm going to watch my other brother play. <laughs> and so I just I, I like watched him and he had a uh, pretty close three set match with uh, actually Timmy Saw's younger brother. It was doubles, but uh, Timmy Saw from Stanford, who I grew up playing with. It was funny how his younger brother was playing my younger brother now. <laughs> of course. And, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, and I, I believe now it seems like everyone in your family's won something at CIF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ohio's just Ohio's the place for us. It's so funny when they have those, uh, I don't know how many of the people listening have been to Ohio, but it's like at the very front they have a picture of, like, every single person that's won it. And it's so cool because it's, like, an open division, a uh, college division. Then they have, like, D1. Or then they have, like, D2. Then they have a... Uh, I think they have like um, community colleges. They have, you know, high schools, and so there's like so many people that have won it. And I, I see like my my uncles on there. Like my mom is on there. Like my uncles with like the biggest afros ever. Like <laughs> like in short shorts. And I'm, and, and then I'm, I'm like on a picture like somewhere else. I'm like, it, it's so cool. It's awesome. I, I, I love Ohio so much. Maybe next year, first round, you're gonna have to replicate their outfits just as an homage to them. Come out with the like, fluffy <laughs> hair, do all of that for your. Senior. I can't pull it off as good as them, but I'll actually try. <laughs> make Ry- just make Riley do it. I feel like he could do it. Oh yeah, I think he could. The short shorts. <laughs> exactly. Well, then, ju- just uh, you know, a, f- a couple more, and I do want to be conscious of your time because I know you guys got a big weekend ahead of you. But uh, just talking about joining USC, uh, you talked about just from the developmental side. But when you enter a program like that, tennis-wise, you know, it wasn't long ago they won four in a row and five out of six. Guys, you look at the depth that's come out from Steve Johnson, Robert Farah, Ray Sarmiento, Daniel Nguyen, uh, Yannick Hoffman, Quiroz, Gomez, on and on and on, so many pro players. Uh, what's it like joining that environment tennis-wise and just, you know, and joining a program with that sort of prestige yeah i mean i mean that's fantastic but i think more than that it's like i don't feel like i'm joining those guys tennis level what really sets those guys apart is that they're all literally the nicest guys that you've ever (laughs) met like like ray sarmiento for example and and d win daniel Nguyen, who we're just talking about were practicing yesterday together and i walk out like to go hit and it's like they're they're like battling in, in a set like and i'm like it, they're like such nice guys like they're they're still back at usc playing and uh and i i think they miss it a lot all the guys that i see miss it a lot and um it's great to be around them i mean just that that i guess just being at usc what we share is just like so special and also you know emilio when i when i won that future at usc i played him in the final you know played a played an unreal match and luckily beat him but it was like it was like he he's like the nicest guy ever as well and Roe, i saw him up in uh and that challenger that I played in uh, Northern California and like stayed in the same housing as him. So it's like, it's like these guys don't go far and like, they're so nice. It's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I don't think of them. I think of them as Trojans and as the nicest guys ever. And then as like fantastic tennis players and, you know, Stevie comes back all, all the time. You know, we saw Rob Farah in, uh, when we went to Australia, we saw him there. Um, and he was, you know, aw- awesome with us, came to dinner with us. So, I mean, more than anything, I mean, 
I don't know how the I don't know if it's coach or I don't know if he just recruits nice people, but it's like I don't know. I just feel like just so so welcome when I when I see these guys that have done you know so much and a lot of them so much more than me at USC, and, and they just take me under their wing and really try and help me and all of my teammates. Well, I, I think it speaks to the culture Coach Smith has built, and I have to ask you, you know, him being one of the powerhouse coaches in college tennis, obviously the success he's had over the past decade, you know, him and Brian Boland, they won everything for a while. So, uh, it, you know, what is it about Coach Smith, do you think, that draws that sort of personality that, that he's able to build such a culture of success? Um, I mean, that's a hard question. It's almost like... <laughs> What isn't it about Coach Smith that it's his assistant? Kind of... What? It's Chris Quinta, the assistant. <laughs> no, I don't know about. I, I mean, Chris is Chris is unreal, but I mean, Coach has like so much to offer. It's like everything that he does is you know fantastic. Of course, Chris is you know the funniest guy ever, the nicest guy ever, the most hardworking. I think that, um, and then Deaton that they brought on. I think that like it's kind of like Coach has you know done so many things right. And you know knows knows what he's doing so much, and he surrounds himself with you know people that are also so fantastic. So it's like I feel like no one on our team outworks you know the three coaches that we have. It's like they're there for you like whenever you want, and I feel like that's like like how can a coach really like expect all their players to work hard if they're you know like I don't know like sitting in their office you know talking to their wife I don't know whatever I, just for example like you know just picking their nose in the corner, but they're working so hard and for us you know coach has done this a million times like chris has done this a million times you know they've won championships and i think that like at the end of the day like that that for sure doesn't get old but they're doing it really for us like they like winning the pac-12 championship for them is like you know it's like all right they won a pac-12 championship that's like i don't know the, the seventh one that they've won but it's like seeing seeing the work that they put into us you know and individuals you know put the work that they put into the freshmen and for the freshmen to have that experience you know, as a freshman, the smiles on their faces, you know, the happiness that we all get from that is, I think, what really drives them. Like, I feel like if I was a coach, like, that would just, like, the next morning I'm getting up at 4 a.m. to, you know, go to the courts and try and make someone better. Like, I think that's what they do so well is that they're, they're, so, they're so there for us in terms of if we need something, hey, I want to hit at this time. Like, they're like, it's never no. Um, but, yeah, more than that, I mean, the coach says all the time, like, you know, about sportsmanship if, if you know it's if it's a rowdy match and you know the other team which of course happens in college all the time you know starts going low blows you know saying stuff to people you know coach never wants to engage in that he'll 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 get you know mad at us saying hey let's keep the sportsmanship level high and um and yeah i mean it, it, I, I i don't know i don't know it's almost what isn't what what does he not do that makes uh all these people so great um yeah i don't have i don't have enough good things to say about all the good staff and everyone at usc but um but yeah, it's so fantastic. I hope that I hope that everyone that's in you know my position playing in a, um, you know on a top top team like uh, USC you know has the same feeling about their uh, their staff. Well, the one thing Coach Smith hasn't done yet hasn't come on the Cracked Interviews podcast. He's dodging me. He's afraid. He knows he what he's dodging you. Oh, I'm a hundred percent sure he's dodging me. He's elusive. <laughs> I know he's on his phone. I know he sees it. That's what I'm saying. Ex- exactly. I saw him at indoors. That phone was I'm calling him out right now. I know he sees it. <laughs> well, we would love to have him on, of course. You mentioned a bunch of things there. So, And, again, I want to be conscious. So I'm gonna, I have a couple more left for you. Uh, you mentioned uh-huh. going to Australia this year. That's the first time a college tennis team has competed at the Australian 
Open. I believe you guys took on South Carolina uh, because the battles of the USC just, I think, something like that stuck in my head. Um, mm-hmm. How was that experience? That sounds awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, going to Australia to play a dual match was kind of like, what? Like, the first <laughs> time I heard it, I, I, had, not, I had nothing, I, I didn't, like, have any say in it and had no idea. And then all of a sudden, I forget who told me, probably coach was like, oh, yeah, we're going to Australia to play a dual match. And I was kind of like, I, I didn't know if he was serious or joking because that was the most absurd thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we went to Australia. We were there for 10 days. Um, it wasn't even like – it was like we got there and then we went to, like, Carnes or Karens or – I don't know what the place was called. But it was like a – where the Great Barrier Reef and it was like a resort place. We were just, like, hanging out on the beach, swimming with turtles and, you know, doing all that fun stuff. And, I mean, that was crazy. It was I didn't feel like – a preparation for a dual match at all like <laughs> i like cramped in my hamstring from swimming so much like two days before the match and i was like oh no this is not good like we sw- we went out on a boat to the reef like two miles out and we were just like swimming like forever and i like, cramped in my hamstring and i was like oh this is not good and i was just you know like <laughs> this is the weirdest warm-up for a for a dual match it's actually a huge dual match because they're they're a good team we were like we were like definitely didn't want to take them but for granted or like overlook them at all like we came all to Australia like to lose a dual match that would not be that would not be a great start to a season to come you know all that way um but yeah nevertheless it was like an experience of a lifetime you know spending time with you know the people that you love so much that you spend so much time with and you know really get close with and it was it was not only uh you know the team it was I think we had 46 people I want to say it was like the men's women's team and you know donors we had people in the athletic department we had, you know, everyone, like, it was like, it was like a big party, like, we were taking buses everywhere, and so, yeah, I mean, that was the first time a, a college dual match has ever been played at a Grand Slam, and I mean, I feel lucky to be playing in it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the first of many. Um, another really cool thing you get to get be a part of at USC, and I know the result didn't go your way this year, but that USC-UCLA rivalry, one of the best in college tennis, uh, it just seems like you guys are always able to draw some sort of incredible crowd. And I- I'm just curious, uh, despite it going against you, what have your thoughts been on playing in that rivalry? Yeah, I mean, the UCLA rivalry has been, like, so special for me. I mean, the first taste that I really got of it was my freshman year um, at Pac-12s when I played. They came down to my match in the last, um, in the final against Gage Brimer, who's went to, um, he also grew up at in Southern California. Someone that I really looked up to, he's a little bit older than me. He was a senior when I was a freshman. And uh, the whole third set, like, which is, like, super rare. I've never had this happen, but it was, like, weird. I don't know why our first two sets were so long, but the whole entire third set was like the deciding match. Like from the very first point of the third set, like both teams, like it was the last match on. So, I mean, it was crazy. And it was like packed house on Pac-12 network. And it was like, I think like one of the reasons why I was so like, so not nervous about the match and so confident was because I had no idea how big of a deal it was. Like, like I didn't know like how many people were watching, how many people like really cared about it. And, um, and yeah, that was really the first taste I got. I mean, since then we've had, you know, a lot. But I mean, a lot of great matches. But I mean, like the rivalry is, you know, the rivalry is the rivalry. But the guys on UCLA, you know, and the guys at USC, I think that we really actually like enjoy each other. I love the company of many of the, the UCLA guys. I think that they're all, you know, really nice guys as well as the coaches. I mean, I don't have enough nice things to say about Billy Martin. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that rivalry, you know, stops there. It starts and stops in the court. You know, it's it's heated and it's feisty on the court, 
I mean, especially this last one that we just played where we lost four three to them away. That was a that was a dogfight. That was like that was <laughs> that was bullets flying. But I mean, it was fun to be in that atmosphere. I mean, that that's something that's really special. And just just the college tennis, which is uh, which was crazy, crazy atmosphere there. But um, yeah, I mean, that's a. I mean, even, you know, football, like the two footballs, and when every single team plays against uh, UCLA at USC, it's like, it's a, uh, it's rivalry week. Like it's, it's like, a, it's like a big deal. It's like, it's like a mini NCAAs. <laughs> I love it. Well, I've asked Carew, Ray, Yannick this question, so I have to ask you if, and uh, you know, for them, the context is a little different, but for you next year, if you could win the national indoors or sweep UCLA, given the rivalry, what would be sweeter? Oh, sweeping UCLA would be unreal, but it'd be even more unreal if it was just like like close, close matches. Like that'd be so cool. <laughs> and and usually, like I think my freshman year we played them maybe four times, or I don't know, you could maybe look it up four or five times, something crazy because we played them at Indian You're... Wells. We played them, I forget where, but we played them a ton of times. So like if if that happened, that would, that'd be super special. But I think that's what's also really cool is how you know even though we're on the like only like maybe 30 minutes away from each other like the home court advantage is so big like i'd like like it's been like years and years since we've beat ucla there and before ucla beat us i think two i don't know how many years ago but before that it was like also like 15 20 years it was something crazy so like uh, like even though it's so close like that home court advantage is so special and there's something about it i don't know there's something about that rivalry that's like that's that's just incredible you played them four times your freshman year. You guys went two and two. You played them in between Pac-12s in the start of the NCAAs and beat them four three. That's an interesting schedule. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, speak- a sweep there would be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that four three. I mean, don't you want to you know stick the the dagger in the heart? I feel like that's equally sweet. Exactly. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those are the ma- those are the matches that really. You remember forever. Oh, for sure. Well, then, again, just a couple more. Um, you mentioned hooking, and, you, you know, you kind of throw it off as it happens in every match, but it just feels like with social media, with all these live streams, we see more examples of it now, uh, videos of these calls. I know it ha- – look, I'm of the position – it happens in every match. Unless it's repeated and, you know, clearly you're trying to cheat the other player, then you obviously step in. But you guys, the margins are so thin. You're hitting the balls so close to the lines. It is going to be possible to just miss some calls. Uh, do you think, A, I guess, hooking is a major problem in college tennis? And then do you think for people who are, you know, repeated offenders, there should be some sort of punishment? Oh, I think I think it's the most absurd thing ever. It's like – it's like people that don't know college tennis, like think it's almost a joke. And I think it's a joke too. Like I think that, uh, you know, some of these calls that you see on Instagram, it's not like, wow, you like, I missed that call. It's like, you don't miss a call. It's a foot in. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, like I think that there should definitely be like, if it's that obvious, like, I don't know, two points. I don't know. I mean, you can't obviously do that because the, the, people go nuts at the ref if they're like oh i think that's worth two but like if it uh, you know what i mean that'd, that'd be tough to enforce but i mean i think it's crazy but i think that's one thing that is super cool is the have you heard about like the play site how they're doing like challenges like at usc um like we have play site on each court and we have three challenges and it's like Wait, it's what? like how, you, you, yeah you can't cheat anymore <laughs> sorry that's a funny way of framing it but that's incredible yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like fantastic because I feel like I've been like cheated out of multiple matches, and you know, on huge points, it's like kind of like a lot of these. I don't want to say a lot, but like some of these guys, like you just know when you're going to go play them just from like 
hearing like oh like is this guy's forehand backhand good and like how much does he cheat like, that's kind of like <laughs> part of it you know what i mean yeah and so it's like you kind of know but like it's like when there's play side it's like the challenge is huge because you can actually tell and there's no such thing as like a blatant hook which is unreal but like it's kind of sad that like some schools like refuse to use it which i don't know i'll remain anonymous like which schools don't want to use it but like like for example we have it at our courts i think that like there's no reason why if you have it you shouldn't use it no i completely agree with you i'm sure for some schools you know financially it, it would just be a little bit difficult to get them in on every court oh of course yeah it's expensive it's expensive but i mean but if, if you, you have, have it like I, why not use it like yeah. in orlando they it just have it makes site. it more fair it, it, it just makes it fair yeah, and again, like why not make why not make a sporting event more fair? Like I don't know of anyone who would say, "Oh, let's try and make it a sporting event unfair." I completely like like some of these some of these like I mean I'm sure you've posted the videos or people see these videos of like it's like it's absurd and e- even more so it's like okay the ref like that's pretty bad that you can miss that but like I understand like how you know when when he did he did, he did rivalry deep in a match it's like. And and some that play if a player blocks it or if everyone's going crazy like the ref like if I'm a ref like I'm like even tighter than like playing because I'm like I'm, I'm so tight in that chair like I'm like I don't know how old like I'm a hundred years old sitting in that chair and like the ball's going back and forth and like it's hard to tell like when I'm sitting in the chair watching people like it's not easy to tell a close one but I mean you can tell you can tell a you can tell a blatant hook but when people are yelling you know that either way like you overrule or not like someone's gonna be yelling at you like that's just like a stressful situation but i don't know with play site i think it makes it you know 10 times 10 times better i agree with you and orlando definitely has play site if we can do it we definitely should i i just think it's something yeah we'll continue to look at more and more as we go on but all right uh with that, that oh one one last serious question then we'll go to our rapid fire um for you i know you have had success on the pro tour the transition tour whatever we're calling it nowadays you won futures title uh future titles back in 2018 and then you won earlier this year in la um you know, in terms of your pro tennis aspirations, is it something where, you know, if you see the results this summer, you'll go now? Is it you want to finish your college experience? But just ultimately, do you want to proceed to uh, uh, try your hand in professional tennis? Yeah, of course. I, I definitely want to play professional tennis. I think that it'd be absurd to put all this work in and, and just give up on it. I mean, I'm majoring in real estate development. My older brother does it. And you know, I love that too, and I'm I'm passionate about it, and feel like I've learned a lot. So I I definitely have something to fall back on. But and there's no question that I'm gonna I'm gonna you know put all my effort into playing professional tennis because it's really something that I love, and I feel like it's not too far fetched at this at this point. I mean, watch, watching these guys play, it's like all right, they're really good. But I mean, I feel like with with hard work, um, I really do feel like I can get there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, only only time will tell. So. Um, if you want yeah. my two cents, you're very f-ing good. Like I would tell oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you're. Hey, hey I appreciate it. I, yeah. I, I'm just gonna get, turn pro now, actually. Yeah, well, I'll <laughs> win, win that wild card first, then I'll sit in your box at the U.S. <laughs> Open. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally down. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully, if I if I have a good summer, I mean, it, it, I I don't plan on turning pro before uh, finishing college. I mean, there's so much to offer at college. I feel like every single year, I've just grown more as a person, grown more, you know, having that academics and having that balance is something that I really, really enjoy. Um, but also just development here at school. I mean, the coaches are doing a fantastic job with me and I feel like I'm getting, you know, better and better. And that's something that I feel like if you're just playing pro like over and over, like 
you really need like a little bit of an off season to develop. And I feel like if you just like just throw yourself into it without like a good uh, a good plan, then I don't know. You, you just don't want to jump the gun because I feel like development is still so special and so 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 important. You know, all, even the top guys are still you know developing you know at in, insane rates. So, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I sit on that. But yeah. No, I look for again. We look forward. It's going to be a fun NCAA time. I'm sure your head right now is all there. But yeah, you, you know, you're. It it seems like that's the natural progression for someone like you. But okay. With that being said, one last thing I want to do: give our listeners a little bit of a chance to know you better. Give you a chance to talk a little smack about your USC teammates. It's our rapid fire segment. I'll hit you with some questions. You can give me the answers that come to your top of your mind. Sound good? All right, rapid fire, here we go. All right, let's rock and roll. West off, cue the rapid fire sound effect. All right, question number one, and again, I say this a lot, but for College Tennis, so much of your time is spent with your teammates. You get to know them the best, so some fun questions about them for you. Your favorite sure. practice partner? Favorite practice partner? Uh, Jingping. It's a... He's a <laughs> he's a he's a he's a man he's a manager. He's gonna be rostered next year, but he hits the crap out of the ball. Like <laughs> he, has, he, has, he has the world's longest strokes. His like arm is straight from like literally his split step. <laughs> I love it. Well, how about this? The teammate most likely to hook you in practice to get under your skin. To hook me in practice, Jake Sands. <laughs> I like it. Te- your favorite teammate to get dinner with? To get dinner with? Um. Hmm. Wow, that's a tough one. Maybe Logan. Logan's my roommate, so I get dinner with him a lot. I like it. Favorite to go out with? To go out with? Definitely not Jake Sands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, maybe uh, Tanner? I don't know. Oh, I like it. Well, messiest teammate. Riley. <laughs> oh. No, no, not even in competition. Oh, oh, I love it. Um, all right, some non-teammate related ones. Favorite city in the world? Uh, maybe I gotta say LA. Oh, I like it. Favorite non-tennis athlete? Non-tennis athlete. Wow. Um, maybe Valentino Rossi. Oh, I'd like it. Um, that's a I I that is a unique pick. Usually we get some form of best. A lot of Michael Jordans. It feels like, but I mean, how how? Can yeah, that not for me. I was thinking, you know, Travis Estrada or something like that. <laughs> oh, so you're Ken, uh, Ken Block. Yeah. So, so you're an X Games BMX type of guy. Yeah, I grew up riding motorcycles. Really? Have Have you know uh-huh. you know like the the motorcycle high jump thing they do? Yeah. Over like the, the bar. The, the step up where they like lean it sideways and they just yeah. go higher and higher. Have you it's done crazy. that? No. I'm not trying to die. <laughs> That's what I say. That's some real level. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's games. That's crazy. I think Ronnie Renner is like super good at it. He's been doing really well. Oh, it was always one of my favorites to watch growing up. But okay, favorite meal off the court. Meal off the court. Um, probably chicken and rice. Yeah, that's that's kind of plain. And like a whole avocado. I love avocado. <laughs> Oh, that that makes it sound way better. I like that. Not even mixed in, just like spoon it out. If you want to know why you should go pro, it's that meal. <laughs> it's a meal of a professional. You can't find it everywhere. I don't know. That's <laughs> true. Some of these random tournaments may be tough. That's fair. But how about a go-to warm-up song? Go-to warm-up song. Heroes by David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Well, then my last question for you, uh, give you a chance. Why will your USC Trojans uh, come out victorious this weekend, and why should fans at home be tuning into your match live stream? 
Um, I think just because we've been working so hard, uh, I think that I mean, I think the other team is working hard too. But I mean, we just put in a lot of work, and we've been you know steadily uh, getting better and better. And uh, I think that every fan, every all the Trojan nation should come out because uh, I don't know, it's a round of sixteen match, first time that um, it's been hosted at USC, so it's definitely going to be a fun one. And against UNC, like based based off of how we played them last year, it's going to be a close match, and it's going to be. A hell of a lot of fun, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think our whole entire team is looking forward to it, coaches and everything, and I hope that UNC is looking forward to it too, but it'll be fun. Yeah, awesome. Maybe you hope they aren't looking forward to it because they're (laughs) a little bit afraid, but Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Uh, Good luck to you and the Trojans this weekend, and good luck to you throughout the rest of, you know, the individual spree, all of that time. Uh, Hopefully we'll get the chance to talk to you again soon. Sure, thank you so much. Yeah, of course, and can I get a fight on out of you? Fight on. Let's go. Uh, I love it. All right. Take care, Brandon. Yeah. Bye.